This is the Sports Psychology Podcast with Michael Seeley for Saturday, July 9th. Stage 8 of the Tour de France from Dole to Lausanne, France, 186 kilometers today with three climbs, each of about 1,000 meters and nothing really over 5, 6, 7 percent, so nothing as brutal as yesterday. There was an uphill finish, but not too long or not too steep. Nevertheless, it was an uphill finish, which is always difficult. So let's get right into it. Early breakaway today went after just 10 kilometers. It's a three-man breakaway. Uh, shortly thereafter, there was a big crash. Fortunately, not too much damage, but uh, unfortunately, Kevin Vermark of the United States had to abandon the Tour de France due to injuries. Pogacar also fell, was not substantially hurt. So that's good news. Um, but that three-man breakaway went really early and I want to comment on how these breakaways these can stay out for so long, because we've seen this in the Tour, kind of the psychology behind that, the strategy behind that. So the Tour de France is very prestigious. There's a lot of money involved. And so on some of these stages, now we're eight stages in, people are getting tired. It's been pretty brutal racing so far. If there's a three-man breakaway that gets away, with not a lot of GC contenders, not that these are no-names, but these guys are not big-name riders. It's kind of a win-win situation. What I mean by this is it's a win for these guys out there in that early three-man breakaway. Uh, three guys, I'll just name them. So Mattia Cataneo of the Quick Step team, Fred Wright of the Bahrain Victorious team, and Frederick Frisson of the Lotto Sudal team. These guys got away, and the Peloton didn't really chase hard, and I'll tell you why. There's a dynamic that can get established in the race. If there's a breakaway away, the game has been set. And what the game is, is to not let these guys get too far ahead. But it effectively takes the pressure off of some of the bigger name riders, some of the bigger name teams, that they don't have to kind of uh, go on the aggressive because there's already a dynamic set. We have to catch these riders before the finish. That's really our only job today. So it's not like a rest day, but it's a dynamic that is kind of a win-win for the race leaders and for the lesser-named riders who get a lot of media exposure. So these guys uh, stayed away for quite a long time, and the couple of the big teams kind of kept them at arm's reach, let them get a couple of minutes, and started to whittle it down towards the end. With about 60 kilometers to go, one of the riders, uh, Frederick Frisson, drops back. He is done. He's either tired or realizes he's going to get caught. This, we've seen this before. Um, with about 8 kilometers to go, uh, Mattia Cataneo, Italian rider from Quick Step, he drops back. Now you have British rider Fred Wright out at about 30 seconds, um, a little bit more, 45 seconds. And so he's going solo into the finish. And this is not a super, super strong guy. He's not a Wout van Aert or a Pogacar, so this guy's probably not going to pull it off, like guaranteed not going to pull it off. Nevertheless, he has some good advertising. And let me just uh, chime in right now about race radios. So this is a little off topic, but um, got a little opinion on race radios, so um, I'll just be transparent about that. I'm not a big fan of them. What race radios allow the Peloton to do, the bigger teams to do, or any, any of the teams really, is to calculate without a lot of brain power, without a lot of 
kind of chess strategy, when, how, and where to finally catch a breakaway. They can, they're essentially getting orders barked at them from their team directors. They get time splits. They're able to calculate exactly like how many kilometers per hour they need to chase at in order to catch the breakaway right kind of before the finish. And that's exactly what happened. So Fred Wright, the hero out there, slugging it out, he gets caught with three kilometers to go. By the way, I'd love to hear any comments you have on uh, race radios. I think that they should be done away with, <laughs> um, but that's just me. But anyway, I'll, I'll get back to the topic here, get back to the race. Fred Wright gets caught with three kilometers to go, the hero of the day. This is just as the race course starts to pitch up and turn uphill. Uh, and again, nothing super serious, but it gets, you know, five, six, seven percent, so it's significant. At this point, the peloton starts to kind of get tired and um, whittle down to about 25 or 30 riders. So this makes a different dynamic for the bunch sprint. Number one, it's uphill. There's a mild headwind. And with a small group of riders like that or a smaller group of riders, there's less X factors. It's less, much less dangerous. Um, you don't have to worry about getting swarmed from behind. So different dynamic coming into the sprint today. And what you saw was right up front, um, Pogacar's team, his trusty lieutenants, just like last couple of days, just doing amazing work. Uh, these guys, Rafa, Micah, Polish rider, uh, this is the Emirates team, Pogacar's team, and the American, Brandon McNulty. Just both of these guys putting in stellar work, earning their paycheck big time. They pull for about two kilometers solid right at the front. And again, I mentioned this yesterday, their job, really their only job is to keep Pogacar safe, keep everything stable. And when they're setting this pace, it's not necessarily a brutally high pace, but it's very, very steady. So it disincentivizes people from behind to jump around Pogacar. It keeps things much more predictable. And so that was really the game plan. His lieutenants pulled off with about 300 uh, meters to go. And that's when the sprint started to ramp up, the speed started to ramp up. And with about 200 meters to go, you saw Michael Matthews of the bike exchange team. He goes, he just launches them. Then you have uh, Pogacar right behind there. And then Wout van Aert, remember him? <laughs> he, uh, he's just riding so well. The guy's so strong. He uh, starts his sprint, but he waits. He waits kind of until the last minute. And he goes with about maybe 75 meters to go, maybe 50 meters to go. And when there's an uphill sprint, you want to go a little bit later. It's kind of, kind of everything slows down a bit and the aerodynamics don't matter as much. So it's more important to get a jump on someone and just get that snap and accelerate. And he was victorious today. We found our wins. Michael Matthews gets second. Tajay Pagachar gets third place. So pretty impressive today. Uh, that is really all I have for today. Not a lot of deep psychoanalysis, but uh, a couple of things to talk about today. Mainly uphill sprinting, uh, team dynamics, breakaway psychology, and race radio. So thanks for listening.